0: Hey Taiki and vacation time is in full swing. Are you the person already packing the car or the suitcases and duffel bags or whatever bags you're bringing onto your trip, but you want to make sure that you bring also something for exercise. You may bring your own yoga mat because that's your thing, or you bring some stretchy bands that are easy and portable in your suitcases and your back but you also may be a little bit worried that there's not enough space for you to do your core Pilates exercises and your stretching. Our guest today has found the ultimate solution for a traveler to incorporate exercise, healthy eating and nutrition into an unpredictable lifestyle and travel style. So I can't wait for us to dive into this episode. Hi, I'm Heike Yates, a fitness and nutrition coach with over 35 years of experience. I'm on a mission to empower women over 50 to reclaim their health, strength, and vibrancy and step into the best version of themselves during this extraordinary phase of life. You're joining an incredible global community of women who have decided to stop dimming their light and ignite their inner spark instead. I'm thrilled to have you with us. On this podcast, I break down complex fitness, nutrition, and mindset concepts into easy, achievable steps that you can incorporate into your life today. No matter where you are, it's never too late to start. I sit down with some truly amazing people who've gone from tough times to great heights and experts who share tips to tackle your challenges. You'll feel supported knowing you're not alone in your journey. It's like having a personal support team in your corner. Together, we're going to change the conversation around aging, break down barriers, and reveal the true power of being over 50. So let's challenge the norms, take action, and say, yes, I can. This is the Pursue Your Spark podcast. Hi, everybody. I'd like to introduce you to our guest today. Her name is Hope Zvara. She's the CEO of Mother Trucker Yoga, a company devoted to improving truck drivers' fitness and wellness standards. She helps truck drivers go from a sedentary lifestyle to feeling good again with simple changes from the cab of the truck. Hope has been featured in Yahoo News, Forbes, PBS, and is a regular guest on Cyrus XM Radio. She was also named one of the top 30 female entrepreneurs to watch out for in 2022 by Disruptors Magazine. Hope's mission is to help 1 million drivers change lanes in their health and fitness by 2031 welcome to the show hope
1: thank you so much for having me on i am excited for our conversation today
0: now you guys may be wondering Heike truck drivers we are empty nesters in midlife now what are you thinking having this guest on hear us out You'll be surprised what Hope has to share with you as we're diving into what her business is all about and the intentions behind the business and how she got started, of course. But first, we want to know, what are you most passionate about, Hope?
1: I really, when you peel back all the layers, I am most passionate about helping people excel. I think my name kind of speaks for itself when you look at the word Hope, H-O-P-E, helping others purposefully excel. And that's really been something my entire life I have been passionate about doing, whether that's fitness or mindset or business. I just believe everybody has a purpose and everyone deserves to live out that purpose.
0: What a great acronym.
1: I think so too. Did you come up with that, you know, for years, I've been in business for more than 20 years. And I've always like, what, what, like, what could my name mean? And about maybe 10 years ago, I was at a business coaching seminar and we were talking about like the purpose of names in your business, but also your name. And I'm looking at the letters of my name and I'm like, what could this mean? And a friend looks over at me in my notebook and says, helping others purposefully excel like just like out of nowhere. And I was like, that's it. So that's just kind of stuck with me. And it's been such a great representation of what I've stood for, for pretty much my entire career.
0: Yeah. That's funny. Cause I was thinking of my name, Heike. I'm like, that doesn't really mean anything to anybody. <laughs> and people ask me like, what does your name mean? I'm like, nothing. It's just <laughs> a name. It really just is a name. <laughs> I love oh, that. So you've been in, in the fitness and wellness industry for 20 years. Hope, how did you get started? What was like a catalyst for you to to get into all of this? Or where did you start? Start wherever you want.
1: Yeah. Well, I always tell people yoga didn't find me. or I didn't find yoga. Yoga found me. When I was in my late teens, I was struggling with addiction, anxiety, and depression, and was just really kind of struggling and losing hope. And I I was working as a lifeguard at the time. And a colleague looked at me one day randomly and said, you look like someone that would practice yoga just out of nowhere. But something in me that day just kind of clicked. And I went home and I looked for a yoga class. And the next thing I know, I'm half the age of everyone else in the yoga class. But something happened that day when I left that classroom with my mat rolled under my arm. I stood in the doorway looking back and I had felt something I hadn't felt in years. For the first time and as long as I can remember, my mind was clear. I was calm. I was at peace. I wasn't thinking those thoughts of like, you're dumb, you're stupid, you're a nobody, you'll never amount to anything. Oh, you're ugly. Who would ever want to be around you? Like These thoughts that were constantly 24-7 looming in my head were gone. And I felt peace for the first time in as long as I could remember. And that Wednesday night yoga class became my weekly ritual of second chances. And eventually that led me to a yoga teacher training and then to own a yoga studio and then a school. But I was always looking for something more. And although I helped thousands of people as as owning a yoga studio and teaching, mainly that 45 to 65 year old mark, mainly women, I always felt like this isn't totally where I'm supposed to be. And then five years ago, I was at a local business mixer with my husband in our small hometown here in Wisconsin. And I met somebody and we start talking. I'm trying to pitch him corporate yoga because that's partly what I did at the time. And he looked at me and said, do you have anything for truck drivers like in the cab of the truck? And something just came over me and clicked. And I threw up my hands and I said, mother trucker yoga, just trying to get a rise out of the guy. And he looked at me. He didn't even skip a beat. He stuck out his hand and said, that's brilliant. You want to go into business together? He called me up the next day, four months later, we had built a business from scratch, we meaning me. And then a year later, I bought him out of the business. And for the last five years, I have helped thousands of truck drivers change lanes in their health and fitness. I believe it's the small, simple changes that lead to the big results in your life so that you can feel good again. It was these same small, simple changes that I used to get into recovery that I have used for men and women to help them improve their health, fitness, and wellness. And it's these same small, simple changes that I use for truck drivers in today. Okay, guys, that's
0: a wrap. This was the episode. (laughs) (laughs) So Hope just unpacked a ton of stuff about herself. So we're taking this back little steps, step at a time. So we're going back to her when she was 18 and she was uh, not feeling good about herself, not worthy and taking drugs. Why, what was happening in your life back then?
1: You know, I- I always felt like an outsider. Uh, most of my life, uh, young kid into teens, I always thought differently. I dressed differently. I had a different vibe. I have three sisters. And I, I don't want to say I was the black sheep, but I was the one that wasn't willing to go with the flow because I had my own flow. And aside from that, I mean, just my upbringing and you know, my dad had problems with alcohol and and had problems with just like limiting beliefs and feeling negative about himself. And even though he would never talk directly to us about that, I took that on and I didn't realize that that became my mindset, that I felt lowly, I felt unworthy, I felt like I was less than, and that led me to depression, anxiety, I had an eating disorder, I was using drugs, binge drinking, like doing all these things. And what I recognized as I was trying to step into recovery and, and yoga played such a big part in that was that I was running constantly from my feelings. That's one thing If, you, if with addicts is we don't want to feel. It's too mm. overwhelming. And what yoga did for me was cut through that and said, whoa, 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 you need to stop. You need to breathe and you need to feel. And what I learned on the yoga mat was that it's an incubator for life. So all this stuff that I was feeling in life, yoga gave me a safe place to work through that a place where it was like, okay, these feelings are going to end, that pain is going to go away, like you're safe here. And then I would go back into life and practice that. And what I noticed owning my yoga studio was I was attracting people that were struggling with similar things. Even though I was half the age of the majority of my students, we all had this connection of needing to find a place to reconnect. And I think that's really partly what attributed to my success in the yoga world, but also my recovery and helping people just like me do the same thing.
0: So you, so somebody told you that you should go to yoga. So I'm sh- assuming you didn't have a yoga mat sitting at home. So you had to go actually through the steps of thinking about getting a yoga mat, because that's what we all assume we need to go, bring when we go to a yoga class. Some yoga studios have the mats already there, but we don't know that. And how did you go about to actually find a yoga class and have yeah. the guts to go there?
1: You know, it's interesting because this was back in how oh, 2000, something like that, somewhere around 2001, I don't know, somewhere around there. And I remember going to target with my mom and target was like 25 minutes away from where we lived. Cause we lived in a small country town and like I remember going to the, the fitness center, the fitness area, and like pulling out these mats and squishing them and being like, I guess this is what I should buy. Um, and my mom had come with me at the time because she's like, well, I did yoga in college. I'll go with you. And so we show up for this class. And for somebody that struggles with addiction, anxiety, social anxiety, worthiness, going somewhere new and not knowing what to expect was incredibly scary. I mean, my anxiety was off the charts and I think having my mom there kind of forced me to show up, but going there, I kind of felt in the back of my head. And I remember this day so clearly, what do I have to lose? I'm struggling. Nothing has worked. I don't want to go on medication therapy, like is, is kind of maybe helping. I don't know, but I kind of felt like I was lost and showing up for that yoga class, Once I got on the mat, it was like all of those worries melted away. You're so concerned with not falling over and shaking and breathing that you kind of forget everyone around you is there. And I just went to a gym uh, in the town nearby. There really was no yoga studios at that time in my area. It was kind of like rec center style and gym style, but it was enough to get me started. It was enough to get me hooked. And interestingly enough, uh, a year or two in... My yoga teacher, who was just kind of, I call her a gym rat style yoga teacher, but she played the role I needed. She just looked at me after class one day and said, you're really good. You should think about teaching yoga. Never in my wildest dreams did that occur to me. But at the time I was going to college, going through the motions, because that's what you do after high school. They told you, you got to pick a college. But her saying that completely changed the trajectory of my life. I went home after class that night, got on my dial-up internet and found a training in Colorado. I don't know, that's just what popped up and was like, that's it. It's just, I just felt like that was where I was supposed to go. Showed up the first day in that yoga training. I sat down in the circle of 11 of us, youngest again, by half everyone's age. And in that circle, I felt like this is where I belong. I need to be a yoga teacher. I went back I put my admittance on hold for college. And then in January, that was fall. Um, I didn't go back. And I was like, this is my career. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. Simultaneously, I found my calling, but I also found my place of healing. And I was fortunate enough that the two were one in the same.
0: It is very gutsy to listen to you and saying with with anxiety and with all the feelings you had, stepping over the threshold into the yoga class, actually continuing that journey down and and, and consistency of keeping going, because for those of us who've practiced yoga, yoga is not easy. And we, like you touched on is balance. Balance is definitely something that is required when doing all the standing poses. And it can be quite intimidating being in the room of other people, as much as we like to believe that yoga is also holistic and also good for us we're looking at the person next to us that is wobbling or doing a much better pose than we do or hold it much longer. So, And then going on to directly into uh, a yoga teacher, a teacher yoga training, yoga teacher training, yeah. That that is a quite another demanding challenge again, because you now have to perform the poses in mm-hmm. order to pass a test. And I'm assuming you did a 200-hour yoga training I practice? did, yes.
1: And then I went on to do the full 500 and then many other trainings after that. Here's something really interesting that I discovered, and I think a lot of women can relate to this. I, I mean, I had debilitating anxiety to the point where it was like, I'm on my floor in my bedroom, like panicking, shaking, can't move, like debilitating anxiety. But every single time, I was kind of, I guess you could say, in alignment with what I was supposed to be doing next. It was almost like that paused. And I was able to to make a decision and move forward on that. I I don't know how to explain it. All I can think is when you're on your path, like you're able to dig deep and find that. And so for empty nesters, uh, my oldest is 14 now, but a lot of my friends are 10 and 15 years older than I am. Um, and and I work with a lot of men and women in the trucking industry, even now that have got into trucking as kind of their second career, their kids are gone, they want to travel, they do it with their spouse as a team driver. And so they kind of get a, a little bit of a, a both ends of the spectrum here. And what I've discovered with kind of being in alignment with your path and and making those decisions is when it is your right next step, it's like all that stuff fades away. It was like the universe pushed pause for me and was like, go home and find a yoga class now. Pause, go home and find that teacher training now. Now, was I anxious when I showed up? Was that 24 hours beforehand? Did I wanna throw in the towel? Did I not wanna knock it down that plane? Oh, you better believe it. But it was like, I kept telling myself, you need to do this, you need to do this, you need to do this. And I was able to overcome some of those things. And my gosh, I am so grateful that I did because every obstacle I've overcome in my life has always been met with opportunity and grace. And I don't care what phase of life that you're in, we all need to push through those obstacles because I've learned that those are opportunities to figure out whatever you need to so that you can enjoy the next phase of your life. I don't think I would be enjoying being a mom of three, owning a business, being married, doing all the things I'm doing if I was dragging addiction with. I don't think I would be where I am today let alone enjoying it. And I see so many women out there hating the person that they see in the mirror because they keep dragging that stuff with. And I'm here to say yoga could, meditation could be a space for you to cut through the noise, push pause and say, I need to breathe. What do I need to learn? How can I move forward?
0: I always say exercise is good for you.
1: Oh, every level, every level. I I used to tell my students after class, I'm like, no one ever has left my doors saying, well, that was a waste of time. Never, never in my whole 20 years. No one ever walked out of that classroom was like, this was awful. That was like, oh, that felt so good. Even though they rushed here, they forgot their yoga clothes or their yoga mat. They're stressed out. Maybe they get on the mat and their mind is distracted. It's like a sand sifter. And we just sift out all that stuff, so we leave a better person. I don't know about you, but I love leaving places feeling better than when
0: I came. All of us do, I think so. And it's it's very nice to be in a welcoming and um, warming, and like you said earlier, a safe environment. So that is super important. Now, I was wondering how working with middle-aged women, because you were the young chick there teaching yoga, in your yoga studio, which you you founded, you found your own yoga studio, had your own teacher mm-hmm. training, your own people there. How did that prepare you to work with truck drivers?
1: Oh, my gosh. In every sense of the way. Because working with the men and women that I worked with, and, and predominantly, I would say, at my yoga studio was probably... 85 to 90 percent women and probably 15 10 percent men so definitely more women uh, i was working with but that really prepared me especially the teacher training it prepared me to understand how to break things down and how to really make sure there's an order of operations and make sure i'm not missing pieces it showed me how to create programs and make sure I'm delivering things that people actually want. And interestingly enough, being in recovery and going through addiction actually taught me a lot about step-by-step processes. Because for years I tried to get into recovery and I had this all or nothing mentality, where if I mess up, well, I guess I'm back at square one, I have to start over. And what I recognized was that there is no starting over, there is no back at square one, And recovery is a gray process where each day you just get better. And I started telling myself when I would mess up or I'd relapse or whatever, like Hope, or look at myself in the mirror and say, Hope, what can you learn from this? And I'd have to tell myself in in my eyes. And then leaving that mirror, I had to forgive myself and move forward. And what that process taught me was that there is no perfect. There is no, I'm going to commit. And I'm going to work out five days a week, you know, for the rest of my life. And then I'll be perfect. And if I don't, well, then I suck. But this process is super small. The small, simple steps, the consistency over time, and the showing up and being honest. So I brought that into my trainings. And then I brought that over into my trucking programs, where so many of the women and men that I work with now in today's world in the trucking industry have never done anything with fitness. The basics we take for granted outside of trucking, like having access to healthy food or just getting up and moving when you want to, or knowing how to read a food label or understanding you know, how to do you know, exercise. We just kind of assume a lot of them are at square one, if not negative square one. And so this mm-hmm. is where what I've learned through my own processes, I could step up to the plate and I was like, I can help these men and women. I know exactly what they need. They don't need a workout in front of a truck. What they need is showing them how to live a healthy life, how to insert more movement into their day, how to eat just one fruit and one vegetable a day and start there, these small, simple changes.
0: We are shaking things up in the kitchen with our brand new recipe packs. You're not-to-be-missed addition to your fitness journey. Designed with versatility in mind, our recipe packs offer two interchangeable weekly meal plans for diverse diets from gluten-free to high-protein, you name it. Plus, a comprehensive shopping list makes sure you're well-prepared for your culinary adventures. The best part, you can easily keep track of all the health stuff with the MyFitnessPal app. We're also throwing in easy step-by-step instructions and handy printables so you won't miss a beat in the kitchen. Stop wondering how to create healthy and nutritious meals and instead grab one or all of our recipe packs. The link is in the show notes for you to start cooking. Guten Appetit. So you're not only talking about yoga, but you're talking nutrition and lifestyle changes as well with them.
1: Yes, yes
0: which I think is important when you think about truckers. And I have a, a friend that is a trucker. So she's out there with her big. Big, her eight, big 18 wheeler. her One of those big ones, right? And then she's driving and I know she's has a dog and she walks with her dog, but she's not otherwise as I, far as I know much active or pays attention to her lifestyle. And yes. so the baby steps is also, um, and that was my next question for you. It's like, how do you, are you act, How are you going to be active if you haven't been active before? For years, you've been driving. It's I know it's hard to overcome that habitual just sitting and not doing.
1: Yes. Well, I think it's twofold. One, it, for a lot of drivers and really just men and women in general that I've worked with over the years, we first have to acknowledge the mindset that we have, like, oh, I'm not healthy or, oh, I can't do that or I'll never be blank we have to recognize that those thoughts are in our head and they're not real and they're not accurate. So that's the first thing, because you can attempt to make all the right behaviors and all the right choices and all the right actions. But if up here, it's a battle. I used to say I had a healthy mind and addiction mind, and my addiction mind was louder than my healthy mind for years. So I had to make sure the, the volume in my healthy mind, even though I didn't believe it at first, was loud enough to drown out the addiction mind. So eventually I would start believing these things. So that's the first thing as I work on my mindset with these drivers and talking about setting goals and talking about being worth it and talking about having aspirations and treating their body with respect and and doing this not just for themselves but a lot of them are like oh i have a spouse at home or i want to get on the floor with my grandkids and play or i have a woodworking hobby well you're not going to be able to stand in front of a table saw if you know your legs hurt all the time and you know your back hurts all the time you're not going to be able to get you know down on the floor with your grandkids or your kids if your knees are blown out and you're out of breath you know just getting up out of a chair like we have to find those why's and those goals and we have to start changing the language in our brain that's really step 1 but then step two is setting realistic expectations. That's mm-hmm. the second piece. I have a motto, 1% better. If every single day you woke focus on just being 1% better, at the end of the year, that's 365% improvement. So many people I've worked with over the years, thousands of people have this mentality of, if I'm gonna get healthy, I'm gonna work out five days a week. I'm gonna get up at 5 a.m. I'm gonna go to the gym. I'm never gonna eat anything with sugar ever again, a day in my life. They like go like zero to 60 overnight and then they maybe do it for a week or a day or a minute. And then like, well, that didn't work. And then they throw everything that revolves around health and wellness out the window. It's this stark contrast of black and white. And I'm here to say, if you eat one salad every day and still have the back the, the Big Mac, that salad still counts. If you still drink the soda or the pop, but now you drink a bottle of water before you do, that water counts. Like if you get up and you walk a few extra laps around your truck during your pre-trip check, that's what they do before they go out of the road, they gotta check their truck. Those steps count. If when you're in your driver's seat, you roll your shoulders, you have a hand weight and you do some bicep curls, you stretch your wrists on the steering wheel, all of those movements count. Nowhere in, in life... Is there like a, well, now that cancels out. No, that's not how it works. And so I really want to show these men and women and for listeners today, the tiniest, smallest, simplest additions and changes to your life when done consistently, repeatedly add up to some really significant changes.
0: Amen to that. That's what I think, too. And many people are so hard on themselves if they don't, like you said, they don't do the five days a week. They don't eat perfectly. And it is such a self-defeating thought in itself. And um, I think that the health and fitness industry doesn't give us the guidance that we actually should get from the industry because they want to sell their products. They want to sell their sugar yes. loaded and drinks and shakes and God knows what is out and there. And
1: equally, the reverse. Everything health and fitness out there is all extreme. It's like this detox, this diet, if you're on keto, like you have to be on keto for every single minute of the day. If you do this exercise program, it has to be like super intense insanity. And it's like, we're getting it from both ends. And for me, again, I'm going back to my own personal journey. The biggest reason why I got into recovery, I was told by not one, not two, but three doctors, best case scenario, I learned to live on medication indefinitely and hopefully learn how to function in society. And I decided mm. that that wouldn't be my life and yoga and meditation and, and all of these things. What they taught me was that it's the tiny little things done incrementally where I then have to self-reflect and revaluate. Like, what am I learning from this? Where are these patterns showing up? I learned in yoga that the way I behave on the mat was often a mirror for how I behave in life, things I was avoiding I was pushing myself in certain poses, super aggressive, certain poses I was avoiding. It's like, oh, why are you doing that in your real life, Hope? Oh, oh, what's going on out there? And I could start to see the connections. And then as a teacher, I started verbalizing these ahas I was having to my class. So it wasn't just me teaching poses. It was really me sharing my life. And what I realized from that was other people We're also struggling people that looked like they had it all together. And we all kind of created this community of misfits, I guess, you know, we're all misfits in some way, but we all wanted to better ourselves. And this whole philosophy of small, simple changes and 1% better, you know, I didn't call it that at the time. I started to attract more and more people that they wanted that too. They didn't want to be an ultra marathoner. They weren't interested in being the most flexible person to put their leg behind their head. Like, what does that good does that do? But they all wanted to be better humans. They all wanted to love themselves more. They all wanted to like the way they looked, how they felt. And that was really the philosophy of what is what I was teaching. It was more than just yoga
0: poses. It was a lifestyle. So when you take us back to when to you we went to that conference and you ran into that person that became your partner, tell us about this whole scenario. So I know about it because I, I followed up on wherever I could find you, but our listeners don't know. So you go to the conference and you're teaching yoga, you have your business, you're doing your thing, and there is this person. Okay,
1: so actually uh, it was a small business mixer here in my small hometown in Wisconsin, uh, local business owners. So not yoga, not fitness. It was just like, a they called it a a, a brandy old fashioned mixer because those are popular in Wisconsin. Maybe 25 people there. Uh, a lot of them, older men that own businesses. My husband's in uh, local politics, local government. Um, and so I went with him and there's this guy. I've never met him before. I didn't see him. Uh, he's not from the area. And I start talking to him at a table because everyone else is kind of chit-chatting and my husband's doing his thing and I'm just kind of like, hey, hey, hey. Um, And I look over at him and, and we're chatting and I'm trying to pitch him corporate yoga because I knew that he was starting a brokerage with a trucking company in my area, that much I did know. And so I'm like, oh, great opportunity to like grow my yoga business because I was trying to figure out what my next steps were in life as well simultaneously. And I thought, ooh, another avenue. And he just looks at me and is like, do you have anything for truck drivers in the cab of the truck? And I think I'm witty sometimes. And when I threw out the idea of mother trucker yoga, I was really just joking with the guy, like trying (laughs) to make the conversation fun. And he took that as like a business opportunity. And I really attribute my stepping into trucking a hundred percent to him. And although we parted ways, he was my validation in trucking. Trucking is a really hard industry to get into. They're a very close-knit family. And so me stepping in, he was able to be like, okay, yeah, this is going to work. This is going to work. And that night going home in the car with my husband, it was like, All of my future scenarios were playing out in my head. I was visualizing how we could do the moves in the truck cab, how the exercises would work, what type of program I would have, how this would unfold as a membership site, yada yada. Like it was just like the sky opened the same exact feeling I had when that person at you work as a lifeguard said you should practice yoga the same feeling i had when my yoga teacher told me that i should become a yoga teacher like i the same reoccurring moment of just hope you need to do this like unwaveringly and i am so glad i did because i could have easily just kept running my yoga studio although i didn't really want to do it anymore i kind of was like looking for something more i thought If I don't do this, what's the worst that could happen? And for listeners, maybe you're at a place in your life right now where you're thinking you want to change. My question to you is what's the worst that could happen if you do what's on your heart? If you do that thing, you fail and you go back to what you're doing right now. That was my thought. I'm out, I'm out a couple grand. You know, we both figured out how much money to put in. That's the worst that can happen. But Interestingly enough, when I bought him out of the business a year later, again, I think our path is always leading us in the right direction to develop skill sets, having to bring that up in conversation with him and tell him I wanted out and tell him why I'm a people pleaser by nature, having to create conflict on purpose was like something that would just shoot my addiction tendencies through the roof. I had so much anxiety before that moment but I am so glad that I did because that really set me on a trajectory for everything I've done in the last five years. And I'm still thankful.
0: Mm -hmm. Interesting. uh, Do you know how to drive a truck?
1: Uh, So I do, but I do not have my CDL. My husband does, but he does more driving on like the construction side. But that is something that I would like to do is actually go through school um, and just really kind of get that back end view and be able to go through that process. Interestingly enough, the company that my former partner was partnering with at the time recently opened up a CDL school in my area. So I'm like, wow, full circle. What do you know?
0: Because <laughs> you have a lot of weight behind you that you need to maneuver. Oh my gosh, do. yes. Yep. So when I think about, okay, the truckers are all over the, the the country. How do you actually get your hands on people? How do you actually convince them that they should which we'll also talk about your book in a minute, Trucking, Yoga, Simple Fitness for the Long Haul. So uh, Hope wrote a book also for our truckers. And if you, yep, there you go. So watch the videos, you can see the book, it's green with um, trucks on it. Um, yep, there it is, see it. So if you didn't see it, then you have to go and watch the video. But, it's you know gathering people together, especially like that, that are so, if they're not driving, they're home, they're sleeping in, in the parking lot, or God knows we're picking up loads. How do you get your hands on these people to tell them about your mission?
1: Absolutely. So this is kind of the misconception when people first meet me, they're like yoga. So are you like doing yoga and like the truck stops? And I'm like, no, um, it's actually broken down yoga, deconstructed fitness, broken down into small little bite-sized pieces. So five minutes things to do in the driver's seat, the sleeper right outside the rig and five minutes or less because drivers are busy. And just like many of you listening to carve out 30 or 60 minutes a day is really hard for the majority of us. And so this is how really I approach fitness too, is it's sprinkled in through the day. And if you do work out, then that's bonus. So I have a membership site, uh, the lifestyle jumpstart, uh, cause you're jumpstarting your lifestyle with more than 200 videos, broken down into small little bite-sized pieces and I have some workouts in there too if you want to do an actual workout but that's really the premise of my business but how I connect and reach out with truck drivers is I do a lot of social media Um, I do a lot of stuff just like this Uh, I speak at a lot of the trucking conferences but I also had a partnership a few years ago with TA Petro where I went truck stop to truck stop um, every single month and I did meet and greets with truck drivers talking about health and wellness, um, turning them in the direction of what TA Petro had for healthy food options, and just really introducing them to this concept of health and wellness, because there are so many drivers that just don't think that they can be healthy. There's still that stigma, but there's a whole wave of new people coming into the industry that aren't willing to sacrifice their health and well-being, like the generations that are currently in trucking and on their way out, they're not interested in just getting her done and self sacrifice. Like there's a new culture coming in and it really is my job. And I feel like it's my purpose to be able to integrate trucking and health and trucking and fitness and trucking and yoga together to show these men and women that there are better ways to take care of themselves. And so I did write a book. After several years, drivers kept asking me, where is somewhere where I can get more of these, especially the visual, not just videos. So I wrote a book, Trucking Yoga, Simple Fitness for the Long Haul, more than 60 exercises in the book, walking drivers through exactly what they should do. But here's the cool thing. I know for those of you listening to audio, The images, like the sleeper, which is their bed, that's your floor. That's your bed in your bedroom. The driver's seat, that's your seat in your office or even your own driver's seat. Outside the rig, that's a wall. That's your kitchen counter. And so you can easily translate these into your everyday life. Uh, And this has become a book that CDL schools, commercial drivers uh, driving schools use as a resource. This has been a book that trucking companies have been giving to their drivers um, because it's something that's practical. it's something that you can open this up no matter who you are and gain knowledge we talk about the core we talk about posture we talk about the four essential movements everyone needs to do to age healthy these are all things that if you're a human with a pulse and you want to be 80 and 90 and not be bound to a wheelchair you best get out of the chair right now and start doing some of this
0: yeah this is great i love the idea of the book because if you if you are not anywhere you, your eyes get tired or you don't want to watch another video or you just want to say okay let's see page 5 oh this is a good one i'll go to page 5 whatever page 5 is and so that creating that research and congratulations that the the book is being distributed as uh, you mentioned all throughout and when you we went to the different truck stops you mentioned a company what does that company do or so what do what you- is the
1: TA Petro is actually a chain of truck stops or think of it like gas stations um and so across the US and they service truck drivers and and regular lay people they sell unleaded fuel but on the trucking side there is they have Parking for trucks. They have showers. Some of the travel centers have a small gym. Think of it like a hotel gym, but even smaller, like a closet. Uh, But it has stuff in there for them. They have a bike, a treadmill, usually some weight equipment. Um, So drivers have access to these things. But here's the deal they're not using them. Why? Because they're uneducated. They're not shown that this is something they can do or how to do it. That's the other piece. I noticed a lot of men and women, even 55 plus, don't know how. And so they're embarrassed, but the other piece of it is just until this point, it's not cool. Like, it's not the cool thing to do. Like, oh, I want to be saying exercising. Some of them, think I care about my health. Um, and so trying to break that stigma that I don't know about you all, I know what it's like to almost lose your health, lose your life. And I will never go back. I cannot go back to that life, that life and that lifestyle. And I see so many men and women hurting and they feel like they don't have an option. And I'm here to tell you, you do have an option, but it has to start with you. It has to start with the mindset. Even if you don't believe it, saying to yourself every day in the mirror, I am worth it. I can be healthy. It might not change in a day. It might not change in a month, a week, even a year, but over time, consistency, you will see a change. I did not get into recovery until several years after making the decision that I was gonna go for it because it's a process. I had to weed out all of the the stuff that I had collected that had gotten me to that place. And if I would have never made that point to say, I'm gonna do this, and every time I messed up, was willing to forgive myself and move forward, I would have lived up to the uh, idea of what those doctors told me. Functioning in life, on medication, and just hoping for the best. Every single person listening here, you deserve to have the highest quality of life, but you have to decide
0: you're worth that first. That was perfect final departing words, Hope. That's like, okay. here we go now. My question is, where can people that are truck drivers or not truck drivers, and I'm sure hoping that my friend is listening to this episode, because I know she does listen to my podcast, uh, can get your book?
1: Absolutely. Well, you can find my book trucking yoga, simple fitness for the long haul. You can find it on our website, mother but we're on Amazon. Uh, and if you got Amazon prime, just click that button. It'll be sent right to you. Uh, so that there are no excuses for you to be able to get healthy and fit. And even if you're not a truck driver, I can't emphasize this enough for you to buy this book because my yoga students for 20 years before trucking were really the inspiration for this book. And when I stepped into the trucking industry, it just solidified how to put this together and who to write it for. But it's also written for every single one of those students that has ever stepped on a yoga mat with me.
0: Yep, so listen guys, you don't have to not start changing careers, become a drug driver. You still can do the exercises and they're so good for all of you here. So Hope, thank you so much for sharing some hope and inspiration as we're sitting too much and as we're moving forward in life. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining me today in today's interview, all about from sedentary to feeling good, the power of simple changes for truck drivers, according to Mother Trucker Yoga CEO, Hope Swara. If you'd like to learn more about Hope Swara and her mission as a CEO of Mother Trucker Yoga, please check out her social media channels. We've provided links for those in the show note captions. In addition, check out her book, Trucking Yoga, Simple Fitness for the Long Haul on Amazon or wherever you purchase your books. If you're learning from, and you're enjoying our podcast, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. That's a zero cost way to support us. In addition, please subscribe to the Pursue Your Spark Podcast on Apple and Spotify and give the show up to five star review. If you have any questions or comments or topics or guests you'd like me to cover on the Pursue Your Spark Podcast, please put them in the comment section on YouTube. I read all the comments and I respond there. If you're not already following us on social media, we are at Ike Yates on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, and TikTok. And I should mention that on those platforms mentioned, I cover fitness, Pilates, strength, and intermittent fasting topics for empty-nester moms over 50 and 60 and beyond which overlap with the Pursue Your Spark podcast. Also get on the list for my weekly newsletter by grabbing one of my free guides for empty nester moms over 50 to reclaim your health by going to hikeyates.com. Thank you for joining me in today's interview about going from sedentary to feeling good, the power of simple changes for truck drivers, according to Mother Trucker Yoga CEO, Hope Zvara.